0: Welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast with Keith McKeever.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Battle Buddy Podcast. This one is our 4th of July special. I've got an awesome guy here who's also giving back to the veteran community in many different ways. And that's what we're here to talk about today, is giving back to the veteran community and empowering people and uh, just just being a good person.
0: Right, Joe? right? And Fine, right? Tell us. <laughs> I mean, our our, lo- our logo does say "Don't be nasty," on it,
1: right? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be nasty. That's Don't for sure. It. We've all met a few yeah. of those people in the world. But go ahead and tell us a little bit about you know your story growing up and your military journey.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think uh, uh, just like every other well, I won't say every like. For my journey to to the military was uh, it was one of escape, right? Like, uh, south. I, I grew up in the southeast end of Houston, but not to say that there wasn't a lot of love and people didn't care for me because they did. Like there was so many, like, now that I think back and I let go of like false beliefs, right. About that and not knowing what I didn't know. Um, I never felt a lack of love growing up, but I just didn't have any purpose. I didn't know there was like, there was really no direction. Um, So, uh, and and I think, I think the example I always used to get back then was uh, you just try something else, just, just move on. Don't even think about it. Just go to the next thing. And a lot of times, I think you got to face some of these things. But anyway, so that—that what got me to the military, like, because my whole life was like uh, trying something new, uh, get disappointed, it, it, not really looking at why there was a disappointment in it, and then just go, okay, well, screw that. I'm going to do something else. Um, and focus, that, kind
1: of thing. That is
0: how I got into the Marine Corps. Like my plan was to be a Coast Guard rescue service and uh just like everything else like um i kept trying to go i kept trying to go and it just wasn't working out and i was like screw that and then the marine recruiter was like hey come over here and talk to me for a minute you know that rec- that coast guard guy man he never shows up man i'm here i'll help you you know we have rescue swimmers in the marine corps so <laughs> so then i was like yeah man i'll totally do this let's do it and then i joined the pool program in like uh
1: Man, I want to say
0: it was like early January, but I wasn't going to go until December. Um, and then just like everything else, like I was actually, I, I actually wasn't, and then I was starting to contemplate not going because my martial arts career was getting really good. Like, see, I'm going to drop nuggets. People are going to be like, martial arts. What? Yeah, that's well, a new one to me. I started yeah. as a young kid like, well, uh, well, here in Houston. And then, like I said, a lot of stuff was like, try something new and go somewhere else. So uh, I, I grew up with a lot of different family, right? And then, and then just before high school, my, me, my mom and I, we started to have a relationship again. And I was like, all right, I'll move with you to Colorado. So I like literally for high school, I, I left everything in Houston, went to Colorado for high school. And I also like started doing martial arts then. So I started kind of, I didn't, I didn't start early. I started later, but my freshman year, I started that. And it was really cool school. We're jumping around, but that's okay. My <laughs> it's story. My story. It's your story. It's why it's my story? What's more? What's what's better than martial arts than America? Right. And it was a mixed martial arts type of program. It was a uh, what I like to call it was American martial arts because the guy that taught us was like, I'm going to take a little bit of this Japanese hard style, a little bit of this Korean Taekwondo, some of this, some of that. Let's just do the best at everything. Because uh, anyway. I'm not going to get too far. That's what we do in America, right? So (laughs) anyway, so like I was going, so my whole high school career was either go to the Coast Guard and be a rescue swimmer or start a martial arts studio of my own, right? Um, I was even like competing nationally. I fought in a couple of national tournaments. But anyway, that's a long story. Um, But then something happened at a a thing with our karate school, and I felt like, I felt hurt. And I was like, ah, screw that. Uh, so I told the recruiter, "Hey, can I go next week?" So I was supposed to leave December. I ended up leaving in uh, uh, early September. So I'll, you know, I ended up going sooner than I was supposed to go. Um, and then that's what it was. And then then I just kind of found family there, right? And and like, what better place to find a community than with other service members? Because we just put everything into each other. Like, I used to think it's like, oh, it's the Marine Corps it's, or it's the Army or it's the Navy as an organization. But really, when you break, when I, when I started to break everything down, it's just the people, right? It's the community that we develop as service members and as veterans. So uh, so I was stuck, man, and, and I was hooked. And I just loved being, I, I loved being a Marine. I, I loved training Marines. I loved uh, doing Marine stuff. When you were doing it, I'm <laughs> sure that I'm very clear on that point,
1: right? You wouldn't love
0: doing it now. <laughs> What's that? You wouldn't love doing it now. Your body wouldn't well, hold it. up anymore. No. <laughs> I, mean, I would. It's just you got to get me out there first, right? Like yeah, absolutely. Look, man, I love going to the field and I love doing all the training. It was just amazing. Like it's you when you do those kind of things as a service member when you're when you're doing your job like in the field doing it. It's beautiful. But it's the fact that you you realize before you're going like hey you got to go to the field tomorrow so then you're thinking god man i gotta get all my gear ready and it's like all of these like things. so i didn't used to like to plan to go but once i was there it was like this is badass right this is why i joined like and i was in a small boat unit in the first part of my career which was even more super badass right like uh, envision navy seals but cooler because we were marines Ooh, man. So that, that's a tough one. I'm i right The here. reason I say that is, like, people think of Navy SEALs when you think of CRRCs, right? The uh, the, the Zodiac raincraft like the little rubber boats, and you're, like, slow, low-profile oh, yeah. sneaking onto the beach. That That's what I did, like, the first part of my career, which was super awesome. Um, Sounds like too much water for this airman. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what stuck. And, and I, I mean, I just, that's, and I I feel like even now that as I start to grow and I realize it's my passion is just people and it's just building community and growing together. Um, So, yeah, that's my story. I I, I mean, I, uh, I didn't start out with soap. It's a, this is actually me. It's a collaboration, right. Which is perfect for, how we met in the Warrior Council on the Vet Tribe, right, which is all about, you know, support, collaborate, and elevate. So Maxwell Soaps was definitely a, a collaboration. It was started by a buddy of mine, Max Moore, who was also uh, in – he's a Navy corpsman, but we served together in Iraq. So um, but we were just kind of different paths, and then we decided to combine and collaborate. So uh, I, I really think there's a there's an opportunity to use this soap Company to spread a message and to really kind of expand, bridging the community, the, the, the gaps, right, the the cultural gaps, which is what my real passion is, is is bringing veterans to truly be that next great generation, right? Like, and I think a part of it is that we haven't really figured out how to integrate ourselves back into community, and and uh, which leads us right into this have thing that you were bringing up, so. Um, i'll i'll let you ask a few questions and yeah. get into that but that that's and my we'll, story we'll um, get into
1: the half thing here in a minute but i, I kind of want to peel back some layers of the onion so to speak on on the soap so uh where did the idea come from was someone was well, somebody being nasty and you're like oh let's make a soap company for these no, nasty okay.
0: <laughs> <there>? <laughs> again don't be nasty right that's the logo but the, the way i remember that is is uh max used to have this thing where he used to walk around and he'd he say don't be nasty like but he, he also to talked to guys about washing their hands, right? Because it was very hygiene. Like keep your hands clean. Especially Even more important. Meal, right? Like no wonder you guys are, are crapping your pants all the time. You're not washing your hands enough and now you're putting that nasty. So he used to always do that, but it actually evolved, right? That don't be nasty. It's not just about cleanliness. It, it it's evolved into it's more about participation, right? And and being nasty in the military wasn't necessarily just because you're dirty. It's like you're 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 not being a part of the team, you know. You're you're not really kind of pulling your weight. Uh, you're not you're not participating. You're not being cognizant of what others are probably going through. Like it's just taking that whole encompassing of being a decent person, I guess. Yeah, right? we we call them dirtbags in
1: the Air Force. I don't know if that's what you guys called them or if you had a different term. Uh, but we, we refer to them as dirtbag airmen, you know, just yeah, those um, low-speed, high-drag kind of guys that just – they're always fucking something up.
0: And and then you what know? I love about – okay, this is going to blow your mind. And then what I love about incorporating that into a soap, right, because it's just a symbolic thing. Like what I love is, is that you don't have to always be nasty. Like that, that you can literally change – your legacy your uh your reactions and your actions by just not being nasty right and like and, and then i thought man what that's kind of cool because like, you take the soap it's like you can wash it away and and all of a sudden like, like you can choose to do that and that's what i really love about uh, putting that kind of thing with the soap right it's There's a uh, lot of symbolism there for sure yeah. And, yeah and not only that like i mean again again there's a lot more to it, right? Like than the soap. You can peel a little bit more onions. Like Max was really suicidal before he started the soap. And somebody asked, "Hey, well, what what do you do? Like, what can you do?" And he's like, "Well, you know, when I was a kid growing up in Tennessee, my family made soap. I, I know how to make soap. Um, so he was actually like he actually initially started making um, cold processed soap. So, so like literally back all the way. Like r- what we do right now is a melt and pour." And the reason we're doing that is just because of, of the mission of the company. Right. Um, once we start to, to, to bring on veterans, which is my end goal here is like a production where it's like a therapeutic work, right? Like you're getting paid to kind of feel better about yourself and to kind of grow and to transition and to do other stuff. Right. Cause, uh, uh, and eventually I see that, but right now the melt and pour is, is is easy because you just melt it down. We add the specific ingredients that we want to uh, use for a scent or an exfoliator, and then we just let it harden and then we cut it into molds or we pour it into specific molds, right? Um, and it's just because it's fast, but there's still like processes and steps to go through it, right? You have to monitor temperature, you have to make sure your 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 formulation is right because even even natural essential oils can burn your skin if you don't do it right. So there's man, it's I feel like I'm going too much. But no, it sounds like the a, a, whole heck of a process, process. make the, the process, it's 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 a step-by-step process which has shown if you do a repetitive step-by-step process, it kind of helps you kind of open up, it gets you out of your own mind. Um and the way I look at it is we used to clean rifles when we were in the military. Get a hard training thing, or even after combat patrol or any type of thing where you actually were out there doing your shit and you come back, you got to clean your weapons. You do it on a table. You're surrounded by your brothers and your sisters and you're doing this tedious process where you have to be focused. It takes you out of your mind and it allows you to open up with the people to your right and left and talk about what's going on. Like, Oh man, you remember that thing that happened? Yeah. Oh, man. It's just kind of like a way. So I see that same thing with the soap and I think like, man, imagine you know, I could do like a squad of guys at a time. Right. And they're around a table making, so decompressing and, and still having a, a, a job that they can enjoy with being other guys. But then it's not something that, you know, I'm hoping 10% of the guys want to stick with it and help us grow. And the other guys move on to something else, but at least they've kind of taken some steps. So yeah,
1: maybe they can take, yeah. take some steps to better themselves and, and go, go upon their life and, a little bit better shape than when they entered your doors, yeah. right? You get a good point about the, the you know, repetitive process and cleaning because there was nothing worse than kind of cleaning cleaning your weapon by yourself. Like if you're the only one that right. <laughs> cleaning your weapon, it sucked, and it seemed like it took forever. In reality, it took probably just about as much time as when everybody else is around you. But when you're just laughing and joking and swapping stories and, you know, mm-hmm. some dirty comments and, you know, things like that, like before you know it, you're done. Yeah. You know, or you're done with yours and you've turned your weapon in and, you know, you're helping somebody else, you know, clean one of the heavy weapons or whatever. And you just kind of, you go through the process and makes it so much smoother, better, you know, more, more connections. So, um, but that's not the only thing your, your soap is doing, right? You know, you, you're, when you're selling them, you're taking.
0: Yes. What we do is, is, uh, we do is every time, every bar we sell, we, we donate bars, uh, it's, it's, like, it's like a model of like Tom's shoes like you buy one, you give one. So it's the same thing. So you, you, we donate a bar for every bar sold. Um, and so far like the, the only the, right now the way I've been doing it is I, I give them to the guys that I see and need, especially in this last pandemic. Um, the, the biggest benefactor of our soaps was lava may. And you know what's great is that they were in San Francisco and I haven't had a relationship with them for a while. So I've been doing a lot of these, but what was great is that I actually reached out and I found another guy that's doing a mobile shower. And and um I reached, I sent them a message I haven't heard from them. And, and this was like literally like two days ago. And I, because that that's been the next step, right? Is like I, I wanna bring a mobile shower to this area and then another area. And I didn't wanna uh I didn't wanna I didn't wanna spread myself thin by trying to solve something that somebody else is already doing. So, and what's cool about that is they're actually a a part of Lava May again. And so now I can actually have a call with some people with Lava May again that are local and they do some, they were doing some really cool stuff. They were showing how to make some portable hand wash stations, which is, which is a project that I really want to get into as well. Uh, You just build them yourself and you set them out there and homeless guys will be able to wash your hands so yeah uh, again I don't, I don't want to get too far out like if, if somebody else is already doing it which is which is another new thing that I'm learning in this journey is I don't have to do everything. I just have to know the right people and put them together. so
1: yeah you find a way to stay in your lane because I don't know if you've heard him say it but I, Travis Johnson has said many times you know to kind of to people about like nonprofits like there's something like 50,000 veteran non- nonprofits out there. And so some people are doing some really good things and they have a streamlined process. So right. why reinvent that wheel when well, you can just partner with them and find out, you know, however that looks and yeah. just the next actually, step in the, in the evolution of that service?
0: Well, you know, and, and I've noticed like lately, like in the last few months that I, I've actually had, I mean, really, what, I really like sales to increase and, and I'm getting my systems in place, but and sales are going to be huge, but what I really, really learned lately is that, is that uh, uh, if you just focus on the people around you, like you find that support structure that you need, and, and you don't have to do everything. And the people, if they believe in you, they're willing to help, and, and they're willing to take that step. Which again, as we get to the have, when we're going to talk about have, which is is a phenomenal idea, and 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 uh, and it's a learning process, right? So. We've only really done one mission and a and few have what I call uh, what, what have been great have um, relation kind of things, right? Actually building networks and getting together, but not, not building anything huge yet it was the one with Jose and the coffee, which has been a great learning as we move along and move forward with these, which I think are, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's like a... <laughs> I don't know. I just really feel we're on this cusp of this huge movement of, like I said, being truly being the next greatest generation. I mean, you know what is insane? And, and we're going to share this on the 4th of July is that this last war, you could have had a father and son fighting in the same exact war. Like it's gone. The, the, the father could have gone to combat initially and not have kids. And then had a kid who was old enough to go back in the same theater of operation.
1: Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. I was, I was thinking the other day, it's like, we're in 2021, so we could be, without doing all the math in my head, we could be having people separating from the military now, who may or may not have deployed, but still mm-hmm. served during global war on terrorism, who were born after 9-11. I mean, we're we're at 20, almost at 20 years here this fall. So you could have somebody maybe with an early separation or a medical discharge or something. So we're right on the cusp of that, of that happening, of having a generation of veterans coming out of service who were born after that. Who just did not experience the horror and the tragedy of that day, which is kind of mind-blowing to think about.
0: It is, it is.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's To, to think that there's people that young, I've got a nephew that's, I've got a couple of nephews that are, you know, almost 19 years old and, and just to think that they're, they're old enough to be out there, you know, fighting, fighting the war now.
0: Um, and, and, and Keith, and, and here's the thing is, is, is when we step into that mantle, it will be even, even more phenomenal because that first greatest generation was a conscript army. It it wasn't an all-volunteer force, right? We are an all-volunteer force. That means that guys that signed up after 9-11 knew, were were saying, hey, man, I'm going to risk myself for an idea and something that I believe in, right? Like it wasn't that the government didn't say, hey, we're going to pick you and you and you and you everybody there chose that. And that is like amazing. That is, that, I mean, that is just like, I, I, I'm, I was blown away because I was already in after nine 11. Right. So like I was blown away when guys go, yeah, man, I, I saw that and I decided I want to go join. And I'm like, man, that's, that says a lot for the character. And I know we like to razz on the millennials and, and those, <laughs> those were the guys that just, they said, Hey, I'm going to do it. You know, uh, at least a percent. Yeah. I mean, no, I
1: mean, nine, nine 11 stuff. I was, I was a, Sophomore in high school when it happened. I was in Spanish class, yeah, and came into school and you could tell something was different. You couldn't quite tell what was up. None of the teachers were in the hallway. Nobody had a smile on their face, but none of the students paid attention because obviously, obviously it was 2001, right? It's yeah. not like we had cell phones and alerts on our phones and <laughs> Facebook notifications going off. So, but you know, by the time it came to go get to that first class, we go and we sit down, and the and the teacher just look at everybody she's like i'm about to turn the tv on and there's something going on and i don't really know what to say but this this doesn't look good and then so she turned it on and there's the news coverage and then you know we all know what what happened next the second plane and the pentagon and all that stuff and we just kind of sat there i don't even know how long we sat in that class yeah i think the bells went off and nobody moved We just kind of sat there, just glued to the TV for a couple of hours, just like wondering, you know, it's what the hell is going on with our world? You know, when you're 16 years old, you're in high school and, you know, you've lived this world that's been peaceful. Yes. We had desert storm. Yes. We had Kosovo and, and some other little things here and there, where we had some military, but we didn't have a, like, we didn't have a long war. We didn't have a a huge terrorist attack. We had nothing like that. And you know, it's just kind of crazy. I remember going up. My, my father uh, died that, that year. He was in the hospital uh, during that. And I remember going up there. That's one of the last great conversations I had with him. I kind of sat there and I was like, Dad, what does this mean? You know, and he he, w- he got drafted in Vietnam, but he was allergic to penicillin. He oh. found out by getting the shot and he took three steps, went out the door and face planted, woke up in the hospital three days later, found out he was allergic. And then they, you know, they gave him the boot because you can't have somebody allergic to penicillin in the combat zone, I guess, back then. So, Um, so you know I'm just talking to him like what does this mean you know I'm confused I'm 16 like what does this mean like this was obviously a terrorist attack by that you know by that evening you know and I I could just tell the fear in his eyes of you know God I hope you know I I can't believe we're here but he knew that he was dying I think and he also knew that I was 16 and just a couple of years away from certain now I didn't enlist until I was 21 but Right. you know it's um, never i would have never expected at that point in time just a few years later i'd you know i'd be setting boots stepping boots in uh, in iraq myself but uh yeah it just changed, it just changed the world in so many crazy ways well it's, and it, it's weird that people could be serving now that
0: didn't experience that i always thought 911 was was a lesson in people not studying history right like an overt attack against this nation like that it's like it's just you, you're it's the one way to unite. us. I mean, at least historically, that was the biggest way to unite us. So, I mean, I, I always thought that was like a futile attempt because then we're all the same, right? Like <laughs> we, we we forget about all the differences at that point. And and and, and what what, I, what my goal is, <laughs> and it's always been, is to is maybe we can get back to where. We don't need an event like that to realize how important our community is, right? And when I say our community, I mean, like, as a nation, like my neighbors, you know, the guy on the block away, like, we don't need an attack on our country. We don't need, like, some huge pandemic or some huge, like, tragedy to unite us. Like, we could unite under, like, cool shit, too, you know? Like, Absolutely. I think we're very uniquely,
1: very uniquely situated because you've tied it to the Greatest Generation and much love to the World War II guys. I've met so many of them in my life. I yes. mean, we we literally owe them everything. I mean, they took on, you know, as a reference to old video games in the '80s, and '90s, right? They took on the boss level for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they took on the boss level and and they whooped them and they whooped them bad. And mm-hmm. so much love to those guys, but they kind of came back. We all kind of know the prosperity in the 1950s into the 60s. They came back, they settled in their jobs. They didn't say a damn word about their experiences. Yeah. They didn't know what PTSD was. There was no talk about mental health, no counseling, nothing. It was come back, get a job, start a family, live in a yeah. suburb. I mean, you know, a stereotyping here, but that's what they did. They just kind of came back. Well, and no, did no, that. I agree. Like, so I much.
0: One, same thing with uh, same thing with Korea and even even Vietnam guys like um, some of them were more vocal I think the Vietnam guys about the combat traumas and all that but like before them and even some of them in Vietnam that, that were there like uh, they didn't do anything they, what they did was they found a new mission and they just stuck with it and they put their nose they compartmentalized they shoved it down so I mean I don't know which of us is is better off. <laughs> <gotta> of, <laughs> it's good. Uh, fun. And, and the real reason I say that is because like uh, uh I used to go to a vet center in Southern California, South Orange County vet center, and I was privileged enough to do a OIF Vietnam veteran combined group. Like there was a Vietnam there was a huge Vietnam uh, following in that vet center. And they had their own group, and they they went in there and they talked. Like one of the team leaders of the vet center was was a was a was an A team guy, Green Beret back in Vietnam, and he was a team leader of that vet center. So he had a Vietnam group, and then they had started an OAF group, and we were going side by side for a while, and then they wanted to put us together to see if, what the similarities were and what the differences were. And uh, the similarities were that they all had nightmares. They all use the wrong substances to cope they all like had like just crazy stuff going on but then they also just ate that for 30 years right like they just suffered through it for 30 years and they just put their nose to the grindstone and and then what they were finding was as they retired that's when they were coming in like there were new guys coming into their group all the time and they were retirement age because there was like idle hands, man. Now I don't have anything to unfocus my mind on. And they, they, uh, I remember David Roth and was a guy's name. And he had a, he had a nonprofit. that was really helpful to me and Max early on. Uh, he ended up passing. Um, he used to tell us when, when I used to feel like shitty about something nonsense that we did in the military, like, oh God, it was so hard. He, he used to tell us this story that he was up when he was in Vietnam. And they were up near the dmz zone and it was hot as shit and they sprayed asian orange to kill the foliage and then it'd grow back like in two days and he's like it's so hot he goes man we rub kerosene on our bodies because it evaporate faster we get too hot we'd be rubbing kerosene and i was like man i'm never going to complain about an op again because i never had to rub kerosene on my body to keep cool yeah no there's some of the things
1: they had doing in Vietnam. It's, it, I read a lot of books about Vietnam War when, yeah. I, was, when I was a kid, and oh, that's that's something else. And, and I know a lot of guys that are that are like that. I'm, I'm involved with the Honor Flight program. Uh, been involved for I don't know six years here locally. I've seen a lot of guys cry when we when we bring them home because they finally went with a group of guys to DC. They saw the wall they had an opportunity to open up the floodgates and let all those emotions out Yeah. 30, 40, 50, well, 50 years now worth of, of emotions. And, uh, the changes, them. Yeah. they, they're just drastically changed. I've, I've talked to some women who, you know, said that after that flight, their husband is just a night and day difference. Yeah. Just totally different. And it's just crazy what one little trip or one little counseling session, uh, to kind of better yourself can, can do absolutely there's a lot of power in that but yeah. uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of things i mean l- luckily we talk about mental health stuff now you know that's that's a generational thing I, you know greatest generation i certainly hope we're never referred to as the greatest generation um because those guys really do deserve that tip of the hat yeah um but we we do have opportunities though you're de- you're damn right about that we have opportunities to face the things that we faced, to talk about it, to get help, to make mental health in our community more normal, more accepted. Uh, I mean, I didn't seek any counseling myself until last fall. 13 years. Uh, I had a buddy, buddy, battle buddy of mine talk to him on the phone, and he's like, what the hell do you mean you haven't any, seen any counseling? And I said, no, I haven't. He goes, dude, you should have done that 13 years ago. I don't know why you didn't. And I said, well, you know, the whole stigma. We're not going to mental thing. health. Mental health's going to take your weapons, and then once your weapons are gone in the military, your career's over. You
0: there's an old no I mean, and it, and it, look, I, I don't fault them. I don't fault the military for how they do things. They do things for a reason, right?
1: you got to have your mind but, set on the mission. Yeah. You, know? you, you can't take not, it off. That, it,
0: there's a, it's a mission, and, and that's it's fine. I think as long as we recognize that, and, and, and I think in the end, one of the biggest, I think, services that I think we could do to guys that want to go into the service is to teach them to, to, uh, to, uh, I always get this word. Okay. It's always on the tip of my tongue. They need to advocate for themselves more, right? Like, yeah. Hey man, I got that I'm mission first too, but I do need to go to sick call because if you want me fully operational, then I need to make sure I'm okay. Uh, and, and, and I think the military, they're not going to, they're not going to go, yeah, everybody go to sick call. You gotta you gotta advocate. Yeah. For that. I think that's one of the things we need to do. Especially yeah. we all we, again, another thing because you are no matter how long you're in, you get into the, the, the mindset that we're replaceable because we switch units and you just fit right in. Which is not it's it's not that they don't care about you, but it's just that's the nature of the beast, right? Like you go from one unit and you just fit right in. When you go, they fit somebody else in. You don't have
1: time to sit there and think about that person that's not there anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got social media and stuff,
1: you know, you're, you're friends with them, but you have to get to know the new guy because Mm -hmm. your life depends on the new guy. His life depends on you. You gotta, you gotta build that. You don't have time to, to stop and smell the roses or whatever analogy you can come up with. Um, And I think that make you know, that doesn't help us as veterans sometimes too. We got, get stuck in our own head and we bury ourselves in work and, it's just, okay, so what? On to the next thing. Um, you know, sometimes we don't take that time to just kinda decompress a little bit, stop and enjoy the journey, you know, whatever whatever that case may be. But we gotta start better doing I know. Do a little bit more of that sometimes. But, you know, sometimes there's some um there's a way you can do that and still be around your battle buddies too. Like you mentioned earlier, the have missions. Yes. So that's um, for, you know, for for people who have may not have heard about it, I I know I've, I've talked about yeah, Stephen I mean, Lane here really on my podcast. To,
0: to the Have Machine, you have to talk. To, you you also have to talk about the the, the Stephen Lane book, right? Unleash Your Humble because that's what And the <laughs> Have was just is just a, an offshoot of that. So as I, as I'm going on these journeys, right? I'm I'm actually I'm I'm doing multiple things. Like I'm learning all these new ways to kind of reset and focus and stay on track and 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 Stephen Lane's book is almost like a guide it's not a how to but it's like a it's a it's a more what you can be right if you really kind of take the lessons and you apply them um and then I I'm also kind of following this 30 days of intention and really being more intentional um setting intentions in the morning um really kind of letting go of those old beliefs meditating more and then really getting back to setting up a routine like it's funny as I do in all these journeys like no one is no one is sharing anything that we don't know but I think they're sharing it in a way that that really applies to where we're at right now right like we're we're really recognizing some of the things that we've moved away from for the for for the lack of for, for either progression or ease or whatever and then and then it's been rebranded so that people don't so that there's like a, a change like community building is awesome right like man back in the w- when we were a prosperous nation man it was not frowned upon for people to pull together and build something together right for the common community right? absolutely raisings all the time yeah, exactly. You show up, somebody would bring food, and you'd all elevate each other, right? Hey, th- hey, these are some lessons learned from when I built my barn, and here's some ways to do like, or or just like community itself was always there. And like, as I'm on this journey, and I'm learning these things, right, I- I'm hearing all these people talk, and it's all coming back to that one thing. It's about community, right? Uh, my buddy Tommy Chase who also has a podcast and Keith you should hit him up so that you can be on his podcast okay it's it's a uh, sure. um after the battle campfire and what he talks about is how after battles or after whatever these warriors used to come back to the campfire and they used to sit and they used to talk about the battle it's like i say when we used to clean our weapons right we used to be out in the field you'd come back and you develop community and you'd share these things and it helped you decompress. It helped you reconnect. It helped you to let go of those things so that they didn't, they weren't compartmentalized and shoved down. Um, same thing, like it was so like a so so. Let's talk about this half. It was a humble alpha, veteran empowerment. Like I said, it was it's an offshoot of the book that Stephen and Lane, uh, Stephen and Lane wrote. Um, if you don't know Stephen Lane, Stephen Coon and Lane uh, Bill they wrote this really great book. Um, they were in Peru, they're, uh, uh, doing some meditation and, 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 uh, consuming some plant medicine that really kind of really been helpful in so many ways and it allowed them to receive kind of this great message of how to share what a humble alpha was to begin with. Um, which, which really it's just it comes back for me. It's like just being a decent human being, right? It's, it's not being nasty. It's, yeah. uh, not being the dirtbag airman, right? Just being a
1: humble, the best person you can be. Be yes. genuine. It's it's a great book. I, I I don't have a physical copy, but I I have the audio um, version of it. I actually and have I've shared it with, it with my, my wife. Music. I've shared it with my son. It's just it, It's number one on my reading list on my Battle Buddy podcast website
0: um well, and there's a really I, I, I actually have, a, have an intention on my clubhouse like if, if you because i do clubhouse now which i'm, I'm connecting because what i'm finding is that i'm really kind of in uh to steal another guy's term uh when he's talking about community is like there's different roles in the community i actually i feel like i'm like an expansionist and and like a pollinator of communities right like i like to go out and find other communities to see what are the similarities what are, they, what are they sharing that we can all bring together? And now, like, what, it, what ends up happening is in my head, it's like, it's like a hybrid community now, right? Like, because now, and that's been my goal, is to really bridge this cultural gap between the veteran community and civilians. But What I'm learning is that as I listen to civilians talk, as I kind of embed myself, right? I feel, I feel like I'm on a head team, right? <laughs> uh, I'm doing reconnaissance or something. Um, it's a good way well, of looking at it is what i'm learning is like man their passions are like our passion right like, i know i know we hear that they're so different and all that but i think that's just kind of like the outside but when you really listen to the people talk you know when they talk about building community and, and sharing and and a common purpose and and higher purpose and like it's just like man that sounds just like my veteran brother's talking right like bringing people together having a higher purpose, uh, uh, living transparent, like being, having the honor, courage, and commitment, right? Like the, this whole mantra of things that we don't think that they believe in. I'm um, seeing that they do. And it's like, like I said, we're at, a, we're at, we're at this point And they and just
1: came to it to, from a different perspective.
0: Yeah. They, ju- they
1: just came to it through different environments, different experiences. Exactly. You know, whereas ours is kind of tied to, you know, military service and, and, you know, core values and things like that. It's kind of just built and
0: fostered there. Mm-hmm. So as they went back to where they actually got the download for the book and they went through another ceremony, they, re- they this humble alpha veteran empowerment or have kind of came up and they shared this beautiful mm-hmm. video about what they – saw as as like a like a way for veterans to empower each other and 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 then and ha- and really uplift right like really kind of be a part of there where there's like investment to, to help each other where there's like resources where there is like a a, a place that you can go to that got no ulterior motive other than to elevate you right and then i and then <laughs> And I was like, man, this is beautiful. It just sounds just like it, it was like they were talking on things that I thought of like 20 years ago. All right. I, 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 that's not, well, actually 20 years is too long ago. When did I get out? Uh 2012. So almost 20 years. 10 years. <laughs> yes. Almost 10 years ago. Ten, yeah. Yeah, right. So uh I was like, man, they're talking right at me. And then I just happened to get on a call with uh with one of the other guys in the tribe. And I was like, man, had you did you see I, I was just sharing if they had seen Stephen and Lane's video. He's like, no. He's like, I'm trying to get. He's like, no. I was just thinking of. Uh, I got my containers and I, and I want to get my my coffee shop up. And it, and like, boom! This light hit me. I just heard what they were talking about, and I thought, what about a great physical manifestation of that idea? Support, collaborate, elevate the humble alpha veteran empowerment. Everything that they had talked that they sent in that video. I was like, wow, oh, we could like physically manifest this now. And I just took that. That action, like that imperfect action, and said, "Jose, let's do this, man. Why don't we get a group of guys? We're gonna come over there, and we're gonna help you build this thing, and we're gonna we're gonna get it done for you. Like, let's get the walls up. Let's get the power in it. Um, obviously, it was a huge undertaking in such a short, imperfect action of time. Hey, but you made progress. Hey. amazing lessons learned. Right? Uh, we didn't get to finish the first time, and and actually at first, Jose, I think Jose." Uh, his uh, his right brain thing, right the 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 logical part was like, well actually I probably don't have everything ready, so it's probably not. But then I was like talking to him, I was like, man, we just got to do it, like you know, because um, Jose Jose is, a, is very very Christian. I mean his 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 third day coffee sugin right, the third day, all of his things have um, uh, uh, scriptures written on them, and uh, and he had shared with me I don't know not even two weeks before that how. Um, how he has tried to let go and let and and let God lead him right, and and he had shared that one scripture where where God says the, the the yoke of life is mine to carry, not yours. Your your job is to live life. So when he was pushing back, and I really wanted to, I was like, "Man, we got to just make this happen, right?" Like it's got to this, because if not, I, I was thinking to myself. If I don't push this or if somebody doesn't push it now, it's just going to kind of fall back. I'm going to forget about it. I'm not going to write it down. And, and a, a great opportunity in momentum and growth and, and just sharing this beautiful message and power is going to get lost. So I just do that back in a message. Didn't you just share with me? <laughs> that you're putting it in God's hands. As you said, you're right. All right, let's do it. And then yeah, just
1: make it happen, man. Um, Imper- imperfect action, right? Yeah.
0: And then he's, we put the post out. And at first, I didn't think, we, we weren't sure many were going to show. And then, like, you know, uh, 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 luckily we had some cool Texas dudes that showed up. Chris showed up, Chris Shivers, uh, um, JD, uh, Tierney from down in Corpus, uh, Kennedy Page, who had not, or he had just come on the scene on the vet tribe. And like, Nobody like he was just like a new guy, and we connected. Like connected a little bit, and 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 me and him shared that he's he wants to do an urban farm. I have a, a, a passion to facilitate an urban farm in the Houston area, which which is all tied into this community because um, um, building a community and having a place where people can come together and like do community stuff, right? Like do old time stuff in a new time area that heals
1: the soul yeah right? take it from online to you know in yeah. person rolling up your sleeves doing things yeah. i was jealous honestly you know so, when so that came we, out i wanted to be down there so bad but uh it's
0: a little little ways away from that's okay world. you know what though look man it's timing and, and this is what i'm learning man timing is when it happens like we were supposed to do this when when did we first talk about doing this podcast and it probably just wasn't the right time. We probably wasn't in the right mindset. We probably didn't have the right amount of time. And now we're having this beautiful conversation right now, right here. And that's and weird how things happen for a reason,
1: man. And then I- if you reflect on life, like you'll, you'll, you can notice a trend of just sometimes things happen at a certain time. Yeah. Um, good things. And then sometimes bad things happen at a certain yeah. time. But sometimes out of those bad things, good things
0: happen. And so you just gotta be looking
1: out for the positive when, you know, at all times and look
0: out for opportunities. There was an unknown shared to me as, 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 as my, see, I I don't call my, I don't call the people that I bring into my life a network anymore. Um, I think it's kind of a a network. To me, the way I define a network are people that know me, right? Or people that know of my business and what I do, right? I, I, Everybody I bring into my life is is a community because for me the community are the people that know Joe and what he's passionate about. Right, there's a difference there, right? Like there are the people that are, that are gonna go, "Hey, you know what? We haven't seen Joe in a while. He's uh, probably is he okay?" And they can reach out and they go, "Hey, man, are you okay?" Not because because they they uh, and and I'm gonna say it, not because they need their grenades, right? Like their grenades. It's like I was struggling. For grenades. And, and I'm still not complete with that whole order, but Nick knows that I'm true to who I am and that I'm going to get them to him. And, and when he gets them, they're going to be the best that they're going to, that, that I can provide. And that if it's not coming, that if there's something going on and he can reach out because it's me, it's, it's Joe. And he, he knows Joe, not Maxwell. Soap, right. He knows that, that I have, that, that I struggle. We all struggle. He knows. You know what I mean? Like those are the people that I, I love in my life because they know it's it's it takes a village and that when we get there we're going to get there and it's going to be phenomenal and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to happen when it happens um, you know there's a lot of joy but... sitting
1: back watching people you know i guess for for anybody who's you know who'd be watching or listening you know we, we are members of the entrepreneur tribe and then there's the warrior council which is a paid mastermind kind of group and, and we are like a like a family in there. There may be close to hundred people in there. But we're we're, you know, kind of like, you know, a family, but very distanced family through the screen in most in most part. But we're like, you know, a family. But when you hear about other people's businesses, the successes and the failures, the bumps along the road, you know, when somebody has that breakthrough moment, man, even if you had nothing to do with it, it's amazing to sit back and be like, wow. Cause we know and appreciate the hard work that it goes into. And all you know you may not know the actual steps, but yeah, you know that there's a lot of bumps to get over to exactly. <laughs> get that success.
0: And and I, look, Keith, I, I really there's I, I, I'd like to see an evolution of the Warrior Council, and I think I don't know if the, if and I, I think it's happening because you see Stephen and Lane more open about talking about energies and powers and, and, and vibrations, which I didn't I didn't buy into at all. Like seriously, like I I, I didn't buy into any of these things. Until I did, right? And that's how we all are, right? Like you don't know what you don't know until you know. And and I, I there is something to it, man, because I shared an Instagram post, and I'm gonna share. I'm gonna talk about this, and you guys can go back and look at it today. uh, uh, uh you share when we film this? When you? No, you, I don't. But it's you know? it's. Uh... But anyway, okay. You'll go back on my Instagram post, and I really believe in this vibrational energy and that that when you, what you put out there, you get back. And, um, a part of the thing that I'm working on and and the reason I, I'm also going to talk about sales, hopefully here, and, and hopefully you guys can help me hit my July goal in June, which is another 25 single bar subscriptions. And I'm going to, uh, uh, because I never share that. I never share those things, but anyway, I'm sharing my journey. And one of the things I'm looking at is financial because I used to, growing up the way I did is like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And a lot of it, I used to let finances run me and not really take charge. So I've actually been taking those steps. I have a true bill now. So that I see what comes out. I actually look and I pay attention. I look at my bills again, which I, I no, don't take me wrong. This is like have been in the last, Today's, I'm on on day 16 of my 30 days of intention, so I'm halfway there. So it hasn't been a long time. And and, uh, it wasn't until probably the last four or five days where I'm really focusing. And uh, I was looking at my Verizon bill today. And I noticed, and I'm like, oh, it increased. On my true bill, it says Verizon bill increased by $14. And I'm like, well, that makes sense because I upgraded my phone. Because if you guys know, my phone's always terrible when we're in warrior council calls or if I'm on things, my shit's always breaking. So I was like, I need it. I, I need it. Cause I'm, I'm, man, if I could go without, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. So uh, I'm like, well, that makes sense. And I was not going to look. And, and I thought to myself, no, because that's the easy way out. And that's just giving me an excuse not to look at my finances, which has not gotten me anywhere in the last 48 years so i look and there's no mistake it's right it's, it says what but then i look closely and i'm like well wait a minute i'm still on verizon because it doesn't give me any money back but they have these other programs that i get savings somewhere else so i'm like i better call long story short i share with the guy on there what i'm doing and why i'm calling and that i'm on this kind of journey and i have you know that i'm really growing and i'm taking charge and he's like, well, let me look on here. And he says, okay, go on this thing. And he he kind of walks me through this. Long story short, there was a discrepancy. And then he said, and then and then I said, oh, cool. And, and I go, um, also, I noticed I still have these device uh, dollars that I wanted to put when I upgraded my phone. And he, he goes, well, hold on, Mr. Joe. Let me check this out. He goes back, long story short, he comes back and he goes, hey, I'm not going to be able to use that. But there was a discrepancy in your account couple of months back so we're gonna give you a $500 credit on your account Wow like what credit <laughs> like, yeah and, and I'm like man that's amazing and he's like no he goes you know what Mr. Joe he goes I really respect your journey he goes about two years back he goes a family emergency required me to take out a $25,000 loan and he goes I had no idea how I was going to pay it back I had no idea what I was gonna do. I used to live in that where finances ran me too. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take this loan out and I'm going to study and I'm going to learn what I need to know. And he says, I took control of my finances. He goes, here it is. Like, it's not even two years. I've paid it all back. I've increased my wealth. I'm happier. He goes, you're on the right road, man. He goes, keep what you're doing. Stay the course, do the work. He goes, set that intention every morning. He goes, I'm very intentional with my money now. He goes, I don't want to say I'm I'm i have more money he goes but i am wealthier i'm happier i spend more time with my family i'm more purposeful with my spending he goes and i was like man thank you for the validation because we were supposed to be on this call i almost didn't want to do it so i wanted to share that with on this thing that that really shows man you what you put out there you get back i shared this and it, it allowed this person who doesn't know me from adam to go, let me see what I can do for you, and that is the power of community. Is guys, it, Ness, new friend. I, I literally, I said, man, I, I know it's recorded. Take down myself. Connect with me, man. And and uh, and it was just, it was just like a beautiful experience, a beautiful learning experience for me on my journey and how to build community and how to really just be you. You know, so I again.
1: No, that's, that's, that's awesome. incredible.
0: Because timing is everything, Keith. Yes, See, it is. We would have done this podcast. I wouldn't have been able to share that message of vibrational energy and power and just being you. There's a lot of energy things I must admit that I don't necessarily
1: believe in, but I've always believed that if you put out good, good energy yourself and you try to genuinely do nice things for other people and be there for people when they need it, you just put that positivity out there stuff will come back to you yeah you know and in who knows what way what shape (laughs) when but those kind of good things just kind of have a way of coming around it's just a totally different mentality of being around things you know it's just just like you know what you're uh trying to remember the the actual term but in, in terms of net wealth like it's something about who you hang out with or something like that's tied to your net worth, something along those lines. Like you got to hang out with the right people with the right mentality. And I can tell you since joining the Warrior council last fall, like I, I feel like I am every week I'm with a group of people who are trying and doing every single week to grow personally, professionally, whatever there's constant growth and I
0: get to witness it every single week. And Keith, I heard you wanting to. You're you're thinking of doing your own uh, have have mission. I got to tell you, look, um, the value and the value in the physical, and getting in, in in the proximity, physical proximity, of of that shared, like how you are, right? Like the what you present, that energy that you give, and then getting in the proximity of others that have a similar kind of like service first right kind of energy is it it's like multiplied when you're in that presence and it's just it's 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 like I mean well you know like if you ever get if, now that now that people are actually venturing out more and you're getting to be around people um i find that the, 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 that i lead with that more right that that I'm more open um that more friendliness and that other people are starving for it so you just feel that in those quick interactions like man like the just saying please and thank you and 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 i hope you have a wonderful day that people light up again and it's just it's just beautiful to see so anyway
1: yeah you know i I was saying my my personal opinion with these have missions as soon as as soon as i watched that video and i actually watched it with my family and i was just like on the edge of my couch just like i get it you know i had like maybe a week and a half before that had just finished the audiobook yes and so i'm like This is this is perfect. It makes too much sense. Lane is always, you know, his his go-to thing, it seems to say, is, you know, imperfect action. And it's like that's almost like the manifestation of what this is. It's be humble, be good person, grateful, all those things, everything that they talk about in their book. But then it's it 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 throws in the action aspect of it. it. You know, specifically for the veteran community, of like, okay. Be humble, be a good person, but, you know, look for these things. So I was really excited about it. And when you came up with the first mission, I found myself consciously, I shifted my mindset to be looking specifically for opportunities to have a mission.
0: No, absolutely. That's exactly. And like I said, the lessons learned, like, and I think what, 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 uh, the next plan is, is, is I I really, and and here's the thing is, is that, uh, As I, as I'm growing, I, I'm realizing there's there are certain tools that I need to reevaluate and 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 bring back, and, and one of them is the planning phase. Like I know we t- we've, we've been talking a lot about imperfect action, right? And 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 everything. And, and, uh, but we also still have to remember that we need to have some planned actions too, right? So yeah. <laughs> um, But I think a lot oh, of us oh, yeah. is so wrapped up in the five paragraph order. As veterans, uh, for those that aren't veterans that are watching, a five-paragraph order is an operational order that's usually issued before you conduct a huge operation. But it's just a huge guideline, and it's huge. It's the five paragraphs, and it's like you've got so much information. But it's a guideline. What I think we should really kind of start looking at is is conducting imperfect action, but at the same time, maybe start looking at conducting maybe a warning order or a frago. Right, because because uh, I think I think um, we have to have a little more planned as well. Like, there's got to be a, a balance, I think, and that's what I learned as my after actions for the first half mission is that uh, we should have some kind of guideline. It doesn't have to be perfect and, and, and whatnot, but we gotta have like there's got to be at least a little more structure and, and again not to the point where like hey guys now we're going to have a breakout session but let it be organic but really i think uh, uh that that's kind of where i'm at on the hand. And, and yeah that makes you know, sense they're going to grow man keith it's going to be it's a movement i think really
1: yeah it's got to be uh enough people i think it'll build up steam you know when you have number two number three number four whatever and you see different examples of the way you can do it because, honestly, we've just had your mission. <laughs> That's <laughs> one very specific example of coming together and, and physically building a shop for somebody and doing some physical work. But it doesn't have to be exactly like
0: oh, that. Oh, no, no, And once you
1: see the multitude of different ways that that could take shape and more people will know about it and hear about it uh, and read the book and, you know, then you'll see, you know, it escalating, snowball effect. It'll just pick up steam. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be awesome to see see how that goes.
0: And and uh, uh, yeah, so that's where I am like. I'll be honest, man. Like at first, I was thinking, man, I'd really love to do a mission for what I want to do. But I always thought I need to get more, more clarity because I'm still not 100 percent clear on 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 what I want a mission to be like. So as as I want to participate in so many more just for that same reason that you're saying, as we see more examples, we can kind of finite what they are and all that. And one of one great, one great have mission that, that I would really love to see that, that we could really do. That's not a physical, like it's not getting together, but some of us do some great stuff online. And like, could you imagine like a, a collaboration where somebody does like ads, we do, we're gonna all get together and we're gonna we're gonna, get Together, we're going to do ads, and, and all the ads generate all the revenue from, from this have ad mission will go to a physical have mission, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, and it elevates other people. I mean, it's just like again, I have a million of them, and it's just you yeah, know, downright, you know, maybe that's just what we the need point to do. where we're I together. So become shiny objects, and I got to be careful.
1: Yeah, no, that's what we should, you know, do something on Zoom and then invite everybody from the council in there and just talk about things, throw out ideas, jot them down,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, do bring little brainstorming. Yeah. Get some ideas and, and, and hopefully other people can kind of have that spark like I did of, of being, you know, loving the idea to constantly looking for that opportunity. Cause then you're going to you see, it. it's just, excuse me. No, a-
0: that's all good. I was a kind of reminder. reminder. <laughs> that's uh that's actually that's a that's a thirty minute reminder to pick up my daughter from school. Yeah, gotcha. I need I need that thirty minutes. I unplug it because uh, it's gonna go off like every five minutes because I tend to forget to pick up my daughter. <gasps> He's too, <laughs> too young to see this, so that's. A, <laughs> that's, that's my right. wife and also in my defense, my wife works at school with her, so she usually just goes and sits in my wife's office.
1: Yeah, well that's good for her then. Yeah.
0: Then so what do you need to? You know? Yeah. she should just sit there and do her homework every day right that's what she um, does she goes what and you know here's the funny thing though i mean i you know we're on a tangent but if i go there if i get there early she's mad because she didn't get to do her homework before she came home
1: you know sometimes you can't win as a parent <laughs> you just can't but uh man this has, this has been a great conversation you know about the have missions and just empowering people and i I guess I'll just leave it at that, you know, at this we'll point.
0: Can I share a little bit more about, oh, yeah. about the evolution of of, of, of yeah. for me, the evolution of the have missions, right? Is are um and the reason I liked Jose for me as the first one is because Jose had a physical location. And for me, I, I would really like to see when we do physical location have missions, that we start to incorporate a a uh uh like a have resource center in those places that are not just for veterans, but where, where a veteran can invite civilian business owners or civilian entrepreneurs in and bridge that gap. Right. Because that is in, in the, what it, as I, as I realized my superpower and my passion, it's, it's, it's really is to bridge that cultural divide between our veteran community and our veteran culture I'm gonna say culture. It's not. We actually have. A, I think it's totally different culture. too, Our veteran culture and community with the civilian culture and community, right? That that's always been my thing. So, I would I, I, as as these have missions grow and and maybe develop into have centers, right? Cause, cause, because because uh, because my intention, long term intention, is a series of. Uh, veteran transitional work programs as a small urban farm and dog training center that have a Shopes soap shop and other workshops in there to do artisan work and sell products, right? But that also are a place for community to meet because um, I got I got the idea when I was working on my initial transitional work program, just using the dog training center uh and I didn't have an urban form. I was just wanting to use dogs because dogs are, are good, um, they're, they're good uh, uh, diffusing mechanisms, right? They, they take off the pressure of people meeting because then there's a common denominator. If somebody comes up to Keith because they like Keith's pit bull, they're going to go, hey, Keith, is that a pit bull? And you're going to be like, well, yeah, you know. We don't call them pit bulls in this city because there's a you, know, you, you just it's a it's a way to strike a conversation with them saying them coming up to you and going hi my name is joe and what is your name and and that we're veterans kind of we tend to be like standoffish a little bit especially if if, if you had a long service and especially if you've had some combat service right it's like um well shoot i just used to think of how i used to think all the time right uh, be polite be professional but have a plan to kill everybody I meet. That's kind of a weird kind of standoffish way to meet new people. <laughs> yeah. know it's kind of funny.
1: You, you talk about this wall. Cause I was literally in clubhouse last night and, and I was in a room about real estate. It was, it was all fellow realtors across the country, probably 12, 15 people in there. And so they noticed I was a vet and they called me up there and um, I don't know what kind of prompted the, the question, but a couple of the ladies that were in there started asking some questions about, you know, how should you address a veteran? Should you say thank you for your service and uh, certain things? And, and I actually applauded them after a great conversation yeah. for having the guts to kind of ask the question. Because, you know, I, I share my opinion that sometimes it kind of feels good to be thanked for your service. But, you know, you didn't do it for the thanks. Yeah. I mean, everybody had their own different reasons, but I was like real short, but you know, my answer was like, you can add more to it to give it yeah. more context. You can say something to the effect like for a Vietnam veteran, Hey, welcome home. You know, I appreciate your service, you know, all those years ago doing everything that you did, you know, and glad you're here with us or for, oh, for other people you can say, you know, I, I really appreciate your willingness to stand up for our country you know, and all the blood, sweat, and tears that, you know, that it took for you to serve and, and you know, greatly appreciate, or I don't know, something like that, right? Like you can kind yeah. of put your own little twist on it and it comes out more, so much more genuine and caring instead of this, Hey, thank you for your service.
0: You know what, Keith, man, this is also this last piece of our conversation really shows how, how alike all of us are, right? Like, um, and it also, it also like I, I love that they ask you that, right? And thinking that that your answer is going to be the same answer that every veteran. Has. <laughs> I, I did try to tell them. I was yeah, like, you know, everybody's going to be different, system. but it's a good guideline. Yeah. It's I love that. It's the misconception that because we are service members, that we are all alike. They do not realize that really the service are a bunch of individuals that choose to have a common purpose we're not the same man like um I don't I, 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 I like when people say thank you for your service like uh, I I think I got to the point where now I just say thank you like I say oh man absolutely yeah thank you for thank you for appreciating that because you know.
1: it doesn't bother me either but yeah. I know some people it bothers and then they had a I follow-up know. question some people Memorial Day. that's okay and then they're right? like should we should we think veterans on Memorial Day and I'm like well that's kind of a loaded question. That's it you know, like some people lost buddies in combat and they're going to take great offense to it, but some people it's just going to roll right off their back. Like, yeah, for me, okay, you know, I understand maybe you maybe they don't understand at all as a civilian. Um, what I you know, how are they
0: supposed to, you know, how are they supposed to you, identify you, with you, culture? You're an NCO, right? Were you you were yeah. an NCO? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think I think I think the, the higher up in rank and the more that you were in charge of training and, and, and training other other people, I, I used to. Yeah, I, I could see guys get offended, but I think what we need to realize is that let's use it as a training tool. That's a training experience. You know what? Hey, I appreciate that, but Memorial Day is 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 a remembrance of all those that lost their lives. Yeah, you can thank me on Veterans Day. And then, and then you know. Also, there's another thing that's called uh, Armed Forces Day. That's when you actually can thank those guys that are still in service. Like I used to, I, I I love the opportunity to teach people.
1: I think it's a great opportunity too for some people if they're obviously willing to do so. You said education moment. If they did lose somebody,
0: yeah, that's or, hard. Or you could use it
1: as, a, as an opportunity to talk about veteran suicide. Just use it as an opportunity. Yeah, that's that's man, that's great. That is a great nugget right there, um, because I think the intention is good from 99% of people. The intention is good. They just don't know what to say. It's just like, if you have a friend who lost a loved one, right. You know, I'm sorry for your loss. Does you are sorry for their loss, but it just kind of feels a little weird and kind of empty saying it sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes it's really hard to find the right words.
0: I I hear you. I struggle with that all the time. and, and, And I think I, I think before also too, is like, it's like now, like the new, the, the new me is like, if I struggle with, with a, a way to comment on something, I try not to. Right. Like if I can't get the right words, it's just, I don't want to be disingenuous or, or, or I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. I'll wait like a, maybe I'll wait until I can kind of just vocalize it. I don't know. There's just,
1: yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes through, text, you know, things
0: can get mis- misinterpreted really easy. This is what I love about uh, talking with veterans is that um, I know we talked we, we've had a lot of value in this conversation, and then we've probably had a lot of just let's talk about this and talk about that.
1: <laughs> and I told you we were just gonna just just kind of wing it. Uh, you know we were just gonna talk about you know the have missions and then you know really just empowering you know what, what you're trying to do with your soaps. You know, trying to give back and, you know, give back to the veteran community. It's, it's just perfect. You've,
0: you've asked, you, you've shared a lot about, you, you've asked questions about me and you've shared a lot. What, for, what do you got going on and what can you share with your audience, with me, that's going to watch? Because some of my audience will be watching too. What, what are What would you like to share that can elevate and, and provide you value?
1: Uh, that's a good one. Uh, well, my, my day job business is in real estate, uh, residential real estate sales, central Illinois. I work in the Peoria area. Um, so it's very, very hyper, hyper local type business, but I always tell people I have two, two passions. One is talking about real estate and <laughs> the other is talking about veterans issues. Sometimes they overlap, but, uh, yeah, really, you know, it's, um, that's yeah. That's really my two passions. I mean, that's my day job, and then doing this podcast. This is just kind of my, you know, just as of the recording of this, who knows things could change. But I mean, I have zero sponsors for the show. You know, it's like everything I do is just to give back. Yeah, because I just feel like that's that's something that we need to do as a community of veterans. Is we need to find a way to give back, and I loved podcasts. So I was like, why not? I'll grab a microphone, figure this yep. out. I've had a lot of mentors along the way here that have taught me a little bit here and a little bit there to try and figure things out. But, you know, between this and my website, trying to have resources, I'm just trying to be one person uh, sharing some information because I just don't know when one episode is going to hit somebody and they're going to, well, you were talking about finances earlier. Is it hit yeah. somebody and be like, you know what? I need to get my finances under control. I need to look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. And then they can take the actionable steps to go out there and make it happen you know, or take a needle out of their arm, take the, you know, put the gun down,
0: I, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, absolutely. man. You know, what's funny my is, it, uh, is, is my wife was doing this uh, 75 hard challenge and then, and and she completed it, they killed it. And then she did, then she did also the phase one challenge, which was another 30 days. Uh, and now after that 30, after that one, you got to wait like 30 days. So she's like, halfway through the waiting period and she's gonna like finish this whole what's called the live hard challenge and some guy out there and um she just like crushed it she just kept kept pushing at it and 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 did it and that's taking those steps right that was beautiful to watch and and uh uh so yeah I, I totally get what you're saying man Thanks. Like, really kind of finding your passion and finding what drives you is is important.
1: Yep. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to hit everybody at a different point. Um, you know, I've, I've told people before, shoot, I don't think I figured out life until I was 30. You know, i had been out of the military for a couple of years by that point in time. You know, you just kind of start figuring out adulthood and life and direction and where yeah. you're going to go. And I really had no clue until I was about 30.
0: You know, that was a few years ago. I'm in my mid thirties now. I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For those who didn't realize why I shared that, it's because Keith was talking about doing his podcast and about people picking this up. And the reason I shared that about my wife was that I never shared anything until I saw her killing this and then sharing it and then seeing people go, oh, wow, I could do that. Just like Keith was saying, we talk about finances. Maybe somebody's going to see this and go, oh, you know what? I could do that too. And, and that, that's what I love about, I used to be the same way. I used to not want to share my journey or share that. And I think it's, it, it, this, I've avoided podcasts for a while because of that. I, I feel like, ah, do I really need to share? Is it bragging? But then, but then as I see people get inspired um, and then, and then I feel like, well, well then maybe I have a responsibility to share Right, like yeah, because there's other people. Your you're, you're at a certain point in your career
1: um, over the over the timeline of of your whole life. You know who knows where that time where you're at, but there's other people that are behind you. There's people that are ahead of you. And when it comes to podcasts and sharing your story, um, I don't know what next year brings. But maybe I have you on next year, or maybe you're on somebody else's podcast next year. And then you look back and you're like, wow, man, I've grown so much since that point. Oh man, you know, it, I, it serves I, I as that, like, that benchmark of like, this is where I am today. And and next time you'll, you'll be able to look back and be like, wow, that helps me measure
0: the growth. So I went, I went back and looked at a podcast I did with, uh, with um, Tommy Chase, like a long time ago, like his first one. And I I, I don't, it, I was kind of like a trial and cast. I was like number two and I watched and I was like, oh man, I, I wonder if I've evolved since then. I think I have.
1: I think everybody does. I can tell you I do after every episode, is I I g you know go back and um figure out
0: oh, excuse me, you know, what works better. Sorry, son.
1: Or oh, we wait for him to come back, you can uh, check out his um, his website, www.dontbenasty.com, if you want to check out some of his soaps. There's some pretty awesome soaps and a handful of different flavors. I'll try and get him to tell us what flavors he's actually got out there right now, because they're all kind of small batch, ah, kind of custom made. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I well, was giving you a plug right. for your website there, man. <laughs> I said I'll let you uh let you kind of let it let us know what you're what you're actually making right now for your soap, which what you've got out there right now, with flavors. Right.
0: Oh, right yeah, now like an
1: orange sage or something. Right now,
0: orange, yeah, orange sage, pink grapefruit, eucalyptus mint, and by the end of the <clears throat> hopefully by middle of the month I'll have uh, a lavender, uh lavender hemp java, I'm calling it. Uh, which is just gonna be a lavender essential oil. It's gonna be a hemp base. And, uh, I'm going to put, uh, coffee grounds for the exfoliator. So it, it should that's be interesting. Kind of cool. It, yeah, it, that's cool. Yeah. I'll pick up one of those. That, it, it might evolve because I, I got to mix in the coffee. I've, I've done a couple of them <clears throat> and I, I, I used, Now I have to try it again with the actual spent coffee grounds. Like the first two I did I, I did, I don't think I brewed the coffee long enough. That's and part it, of the journey, man. Oh, trial and, and error. error. Yeah, you have to you have to brew the coffee first because if not, the color seeps into the soap and it looks kind of it, it looked kind of weird. It was like a this it was like this green clearish bar, and then you when you looked at it, it had like these brown kind of like growths inside of it, which was just where the coffee grounds were, and then the coffee seeping into the soap. It, it looked cool, but it was kind of like I don't know if people are gonna like it.
1: Yeah, well you gotta think about the end consumer, right? <laughs> They're gonna look at it and be like this is kind of funny or something wrong. But yeah, it's all about trial and error when you're making something by hand. You know,
0: My son said they they felt fine when he used it. It looks it looks funny, but it feels good.
1: <laughs> so, well that's good. You know, okay. that's, gives you a stepping yeah. stone. So um so once again for everybody watching, don't be is where you can find those. Um we'll go ahead and wrap up here, Joe, but I got three questions for you finish yes, this off. I ask everybody these three questions. So what piece of advice would you have for somebody uh, looking to transition out of the military today?
0: Looking Okay. Uh, do a pre, when you, when you go in there, take your medical record and, and when you're going through your transition and, and really validate, like, look at your health, all of, all of your stuff and do, uh, if, if you have any service issues, Make sure you do your claim pre-separation. Like if you have the opportunity to do a pre-separation VA claim, do it. Do it before you get out. Don't wait till you get out and then try to do it. Um, that's one. Um, two. Um, don't drop your pat completely. The things that made you successful in the military are going to make you successful out. Uh, your 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 time management, your planning. Keep your green monster if you still if you had one. If, if this was your Bible when you were in, find something that's exactly the same that you can use and still use it. Uh, three, stay in contact with your brothers and sisters.
1: I think that's a huge yeah. one right there. Contact and connections.
0: Contact doesn't have to, you don't have to have long conversations. Set up an SOP that says, hey, man, it, uh, if you call me, I'll at least answer and say, hey, I'm either busy or I'm doing something. And also let that like preempt it, tell them, Hey, look, we don't have to have two hour calls. If you call, if I call and you want to talk, you can talk for like, just, let's do a time limit. Hey, you know what? I, I got five minutes. Um, because I think a lot of times we feel like, uh, at least for me early on, I, and, and me and a buddy of mine actually started employing this and we actually talk way more now is that, is that we said, Hey, if you only got five minutes, you only got five minutes, just call for five minutes. He's like, uh, He's like, we don't have to feel the need to talk for two hours because like, I think a lot of times we feel like, oh man, I haven't talked to so-and-so in like three months. I don't know what to say. Just say, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't have to be deep just
1: just a check in. But yeah, really and the more frequently the better because they're going to expect it uh, and it makes those conversations go a little bit smoother as you get to know a little bit more what's going on in their life and staying on top of it. So
0: yeah. good ones, darn good
1: ones. How about advice for somebody who might be looking to join the military
0: um do your research man like uh, research what the jobs are what they entail what the guy is offering you um do your own research don't don't look i i know really a job to do and they're not look I, um i don't think they lot they'll lie to you but they won't give you all of the information
1: well they also don't know every job you know, I mean, yeah. they know every job that's available, but they don't know the the intimacies the of every job.
0: Of every so, job. yeah. Um, if you if <laughs> if you want to if you want to have a if, if you if your idea is to is to join the military to get a college degree, then then I would suggest join the reserves and get your degree as you serve. Um, uh, and, uh, active duty guys tend to tend. You'll get more done if you had enlisted time as an officer. That's just in my but yeah. I've noticed. And it's not it's not I'm not saying that officers that weren't prior enlisted weren't locked on because I've had some fucking badass, you know, officers that that were but if you're if if you had prior service as an enlisted guy and you're and you're a Mustang. You, you get the benefit of the doubt, I would say. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I had some officers that, you know, loved and respected, but, but some of those Mustangs, man, I'd run through a wall for. Yeah. You know, they, they just knew. Well, and not only were they relatable, they actually knew your job because they had done it. They had gone through the ranks, you know, and then and now they're on the other side kind of looking at it from that higher-up angle, so.
0: If you don't want to do if if you don't want to to, to do that, but, but you want to you want to be like an officer, you want to be an officer job, you want to get like a, a, a officer recognition. I would recommend being a warrant officer. Those guys are badass.
1: If you the can find one, <laughs> warrant
0: officer programs are badass.
1: Yeah, no, we we didn't have any air force, but uh, from what I understand, sometimes it's kind of hard to find a warrant officer. Sometimes
0: it is. You got to be in the good old boy club. But, yeah, um, but I've I've, I've sure. heard
1: that they they are a very tight knit group is from what I've heard. So. So last question before we wrap up, give you an opportunity to, I guess not really a question, but you know, what organizations would you like to give a shout out to that are doing good things in the veteran community?
0: Oh man, combined arms right now, combined arms. I, I have, I've been, I've been having this tug for this organization. It's a nonprofit here in, in, in the greater Houston area called combined arms. Um, and they, I just like the premise. It reminds me of what Stephen and Lane are talking about as a have, but they're actually a nonprofit. Um, they facilitated like a, a location where they brought in like ten other nonprofits, and they're all under one roof. And they just—it's—it's it's like a combined arm exercise, right? So combined arms is is, is is a really good one. Bunker Labs, oh man, another another great organization I'd like to to, to give a shout out to um, that helps veterans. Matter of fact, I'm even wearing a Bunker Lab shirt. This is a I. I was part of a veterans in residency program, which is amazing. Um, I mean, I kind of—I think our our cohort kind of—we got—we got—we got the short end of the stick because it happened during a pandemic, and we weren't able to utilize a lot of the services and, and things that they do. But if they bring that program back, and and you're thinking of doing it, look them up and sign up because there was some resources in there that were amazing, and and then again, you build a community there too. Um, And what's great about it is they partnered with WeWorks when I did it. Um, And I actually, if if we would have had the opportunity, um, I had access to every WeWorks location in the United States. Like literally the, we had actually started a plan that we were gonna do a tour of, uh, Maxwell Soaps was gonna do a tour and we were gonna start on the East Coast, WeWorks and work our way west. But the pandemic happened uh, and then, Always put a damper on everybody's plans. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay. We're gonna improvise, and that's gonna happen again. uh Because I got, the, I got, I got, I got my eye on this short bus uh to do, to do, have and soap missions and farm missions and just a bunch of other stuff. So, that's a good idea. Yeah, that can be really, really helpful. Bunker, yeah, lives, I'll, 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 I'll share that later. Like, I, I mean, people will see, people will know about the, the bus. Shortly, it, it's <laughs> going to be a big
1: thing. Awesome. Well, a little thing, right? You said it's a sh- small bus, right? Yeah, it's a short bus. <laughs> you have to wear a helmet when you come. You have in. to wear a helmet. Okay, all right. Well, it depends on who's driving. I might want to wear one anyway.
0: <laughs> I might even put on their Uncle Sam's misguided children's bus. So there you go.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Joe. I love and appreciate we we, we finally got together to to do this donbini.com oh, is the know. website go get your soaps everybody they're they're awesome and uh you know you know maybe um, maybe come up with a new flavor soon i don't know that flavor style yeah, <laughs> yeah. combination yeah. <laughs> the flavor was really bad well, i mean
0: I, uh, also, also in the future is planned a uh, a liquid soap too so ooh nice yeah. well i mean i think i think i think eventually if we really want to kind of really want to grow and be able to support more people that we really need to get into a b and b kind of thing we need to find some some b and b stuff and i think a lot of the brick and mortar places are going to be look they're probably going to want liquid soap
1: that's a good point yeah absolutely definitely like i
0: said and then i said earlier in the podcast i was talking about hand wash stations for the homeless and i think uh liquid soap would be good for those too so
1: Probably easier than getting them all their their own bar of soap. Yeah, definitely more more bang for your buck, especially when you're dealing with homeless people. And you know we know resources are sometimes pretty darn limited. I mean, I said,
0: it's just easier to source. It's easier to keep oh, it yeah. out there, set it up, and then exactly. Because hey, you know what? Like gear drift is a gift. If if I left bar soap at the little hand wash station, it's going to disappear, and then not <laughs> everybody gets to use it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's you know that's what I was thinking is more economical than getting everybody their own soap because it's you know one jug that's attached or however all that stuff works versus somebody walking off with soap and then what good is washing your hands without soap, right? Right. You're still <laughs> nasty.
0: <laughs> with that, with that, Keith, one, a, hey Keith, I had a great time. This has been awesome. Let's do this again. I'd like to. I, I'm going to take you up on your offer. Let's do this again in one year. Okay.
1: Let's do it. All right, brother. Absolutely. Well, uh, before you leave, I don't know if you want to drop any, uh, any, like, your slogan. I'll let you say it. I've, I've said don't be nasty a few
0: times. Yeah, don't be nasty, man. Don't be nasty. Get out there and participate. And Absolutely. Get a bar of soap, too. Yep. <laughs> don't forget your bar of soap. All right. Thanks,
1: Joe.